Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Good morning to my fire team guys. Good morning to my YouTube friends. Good morning to my Facebook folks. Good morning to my live folks. Good morning to all of you who listen to the podcast on Spotify. Uh, I'm, I'm, there's probably other places, other people. I love all of you. Um, I know that most of you don't join me live, even though I make kind of a big deal about being live. It's not a big deal. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. The what makes a difference is it's during the Word that you make uh, being in the Word a daily uh, a part of your life that you let God's Word speak to you. That's what matters. And if I can be any kind of friend or guide to you in that, then uh, hey, that's that's what I'm trying to do. My name is Tim Harris, pastor at Woodburn Baptist Church, South Central Kentucky. We call it Tim with Tim. And a Monday through Friday, we go verse by verse through the Word of God. And today we're in Jonah chapter two. We're gonna do a quick dive through the book of Jonah. It won't take long. It's a short book. And today we are chapter two, which puts us about halfway through. So there you go. Uh, I love it. Chapter two, Jonah prays. Now let's do a little quick recap. Where is Jonah when he's praying? Well, he's inside a fish. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is inside a fish. We sometimes say the belly of the whale. We say whale because it's the biggest fish we know. I don't, I don't know that it's a whale. It's probably a whale. I mean, it's got to be big enough for Jonah to get swallowed whole, right? And, uh, and, and be inside the belly. I promise you it's not comfortable. You know, it's not big enough to walk around. Um, it is a cramped space, no doubt, but it's also the very best place for him. Now, uh, again, recap. Why is Jonah in the belly of a whale? Well, he was a prophet in the northern kingdom of Samaria. Uh, and we read about him in the book of Kings. That's why we jumped over to him. By all accounts, in the book of Kings, Jonah was important and he was effective. And I bet you he was as content as a man could be. You know, so the question becomes, well, why didn't God just leave him alone? <laughs> you know, he was serving God. He was a prophet, you know. Well, I think he was doing a good job. I mean, I think Jonah was doing good. You know, why didn't God just leave him alone? Well, I think the fact is God wanted to do more with Jonah. You know, God did want to keep using him. God wanted Jonah to be his prophet. But there's certain things that God wasn't going to be able to do through Jonah until he could do some things in Jonah. And as it turns out, Jonah is not the most cooperative of people. You know, it kind of takes a lot. So here we are, Jonah chapter 2, Jonah in the belly of a whale. And this is just a little example of what God needed to do in him. Uh, Jonah prays in the belly of a fish. Now, why? Why does he pray in the belly of a fish? Well, the first thing you notice is he ain't prayed yet. <laughs> you know, he didn't pray when God called him to go to Nineveh and he, and he felt you know, conflicted about that calling. He didn't talk to God then. He didn't even pray when all the pagan sailors are praying. Like they had an impromptu prayer meeting in the middle of a storm, you know, with their lives in danger. Jonah didn't pray then. It takes all this just to pry a prayer out of this man's mouth. So why does Jonah pray, you know, finally in the belly of a fish? Well, because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> I'm not making a joke, y'all. There's, there's nothing else to do. He is in the darkness of a belly of a whale, and there's nothing else to do. Why does he pray then? Because there's nothing else to do. Why don't you pray? Well, because you got too much else to do. I, I mean, I, I know, am, am, am I making it simple? 
you know? You got too much else to do. You got too many other places to turn. But when you're in the belly of a fish, you got nowhere else to turn. You got nothing else to do. And so you pray. So in that sense, mm, I, I think Jonah's exactly where he needs to be. It's the very best place for him. Notice, honestly, the, the fish is, is an answer to Jonah's prayer before he prays it. You know, the fish, God had already appointed the fish I mean, when Jonah goes overboard, God's already got the fish down there waiting to catch him. Jonah's not going to drown. This is a part of God's deliverance. Now, God could have delivered him any way he wanted, you know. I mean, God could have, you know, had one of those, you know, Viking cruises come up and Jonah could have landed on the, you know, deck of one of those fancy cruise ships. I mean, God could have done this any way he wanted to, but understand, this isn't just, you know, a story. This is God's going as far as he needs to go to do what he needs to do in the life of this man. And, and Jonah's, got some, Jonah's got some heart trouble and God is trying to work it out in, in the heart of this man. And, and so Jonah prays in the belly of the fish. I think it's amazing that God always listens when we cry out to him. God listens in spite of your guilt. God listens in spite of his own judgment. You know, again, Jonah's here because he's running from God. And in the process of running from God, he runs smack into God in the belly of a fish, you know. But in spite of his guilt, in spite of God's own judgment, you know, in, in, in spite of these impossible circumstances, God is going to answer and God is going to do something uh, uh, amazing. And, and I think that's uh, uh, just, just beautiful. In spite of all circumstances, in the very nick of time, God rescues him. I think it's amazing that God answers Jonah's prayer in stages, not all of which are comfortable, you know? Like when you and I pray for God, we want God, I, I typically want a, a, an immediate rescue that immediately lands me in a comfortable place, you, you know? Jonah prays, you know, apparently in the depths of the sea, and God, you know, provides this fish, and, and then he gets to ride three days around in that, um, kind of like the first submarine <laughs> ride ever, uh, Jonah takes it up. You know, when I pray, if I, Jonah, I would want God to land me in Dollar General store in my pajama pants. You, you know, like I, I want to be comfortable, but but no, no. It's not Jonah's comfort that, that, that God is trying to do here. It's, it's, it's his holiness. It's his righteousness. It's his heart. God shows Jonah mercy, so Jonah will learn to show mercy himself. Uh, you know, God answers Jonah to, to win Jonah's undivided loyalty, to win Jonah's gratitude, you know, once and for all to soften this man's heart. And honestly, this is what it takes. Uh, I mean, this is what it takes. I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called out to you from the land of the dead. Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths. I sank down to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wind and stormy waves. I said, Lord, you've driven me from your presence, uh, yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. Uh, yeah, I sank beneath the waves. Waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped around my head. You know, this is all before the fish comes. And I love it. I just love it. But, you know, um, this is what it takes to pry a prayer out of Jonah's mouth. Um, so what about you? Uh, a lot of us find ourselves in, in these impossible situations. You, you, maybe you find yourself in one of those belly of the fish kind of circumstances of life right now. You're a place you don't want to be and you're not sure why you're there. You know, uh, well, 
I would argue that wherever you are right now is probably the best place for you right now. It doesn't mean that's where God intends to leave you, but if God has you there, chances are there's something that he needs to do in you, through you, you know? And God can't do through you anything that you haven't let him do in you yet. And sometimes he may have to put you in the belly of a fish so he can do in you what you won't let him do in any other place at any other time, you know? So it could be that your circumstance right now, this belly of the fish situation you're in might be actually God's salvation. You just can't see it yet. It still smells like fish, you know, but but it may turn out that where you are is exactly where God needs you, exactly where God wants you to be. And you can't imagine uh, what's going to happen when this situation spits you out. You don't know on what new shore your feet are going to land. So, you know, sometimes you just trust the Lord. You, you just do. And then sometimes your situation ain't going to change until your heart changes. You know, for Jonah, deliverance does not come until he's ready to obey, you, you know? So I, I guess it comes down to that. You know, you, you can learn these lessons the hard way or you can learn them the easy way. And Jonah's kind of one of those guys that always chooses the hard way. You know, we wouldn't even have a story if when God had tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, I want you to get up and go to Nineveh. If Jonah had done that, he wouldn't have had this submarine ride, you know, on the backside of Tarsus, you know, coming back around. And I mean, you know, he's doing this the hard way because his heart is hard and because he refuses to obey. But understand, when he says, you know, uh, I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. I will fulfill all my vows. I mean, was it that hard to get you ready to say that? Because in the moment when he says, okay, I, I, I will fulfill my vows. I, I, I will be your prophet. You know, salvation belongs to you. Then at that moment, at that moment, that fish hacks him up, spits him out on the shore, you know? Uh, and so uh, your circumstances will likely change when you are ready to obey the Lord, you know, when you're ready to walk with him. And that's the story uh, of Jonah in chapter two in the belly of the fish. I love it. That's his long prayer. Scholars say that perhaps that's the oldest part of the book right there because it's in poetic form, which means it would have been easy to pass on orally before things are written down. So it's possible um, that's the oldest part of the book right there, that prayer, that song of Jonah from the belly of the fish. Uh, so pick up right here Monday morning. Jonah's going to go to Nineveh. Jonah's going to preach. Uh, he's going to preach, and it's, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so listen, stay with me. Read ahead. Be with me there. Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. If I don't see you this weekend at Woodburn Baptist Church, worship on Sunday 8, 9, 30, and 11. I'm looking at the trial of Jesus on Sunday. Sermon series called Easter People, Saints and Sinners on the Road to Calvary. And Sunday, I want us to look at the high priest and the other high priest, Annas and Caiaphas, and what it means to put Jesus on trial. Uh, anyway, that's Sunday morning. Sunday night, uh, we'll be at Sky Pack uh, for the gigantic Easter musical. I think something like 25 churches together, and I can't wait to be a part of that. That's Sky Pack at 6 o'clock. It's a free show, no tickets. Uh, everybody just be there, all right? If I don't see you at any of those places, Monday morning, 10 o'clock, 10 with Tim. I love you guys so much. I'll see you then.